Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Rink Rat Report podcast. Today is Saturday, December the 29th. It is the fourth day of the World Juniors. Uh, Canada is playing their third game tonight against the Czech Republic, uh, who are one, one and one and one in this tournament with a overtime win against the Swiss. Um, I'm going to recap the first two games, give my thoughts on who played well, who didn't, what needs to change moving into this game, and I'm going to tee up what to expect from the Czech Republic. Um, first off, in that Denmark game, the most important thing that we saw was their goal song. Uh, Fire by Pitbull. Uh, that that took me, that took me by surprise. I mean, I just the biggest thing about that song. I want to know who suggested it. Um, that I mean, it's got to be some fireball loving fiend that suggested that one. Um, fireball tequila, um, a big dance guy probably. Uh, got to be one of the older guys. I'm thinking Kamtoa probably was the first one to suggest it. I mean, his voice in the dressing room carries a lot of weight. Um, but I guess we won't, we may never find out. We probably won't find out for a little while. Anyways, I thought that was kind of funny that that was their, that was their goal song this year. Last year's song was decent. Hey baby. I mean, just remember that any song's really going to get, going to get annoying if you're putting up 14 goals on a team. I mean, even last year they put up what, eight on the Czech Republic and eight on an eight spot on Switzerland too in the quarters and the semifinals. So any songs are going to get annoying if you're you're scoring that much. So, but anyways, not much really to say about that Denmark game. I mean, they almost outscored the Cheez It Bowl. Um, and if you're a college college football fan, you know that the Cheez It Bowl was an absolute disaster. I think in the end, the Cheez It Bowl had seventeen total points scored. Um, Canada had fourteen goals. So that was pretty interesting to see that comparison, see if the Cheez-It Bowl in the end would outscore Team Canada. They did, fortunately, uh, for college football. But um, not too much to say about that game. I mean, Morgan Frost started off hot, put up a hat-trick. Comtois followed with a a hat-trick as well. Uh, Four goals. I think he had a four-goal game, that one. Um, I mean, yeah, four goals for Comtois. I mean, not really much to say about that. When they slapped Denmark, um, just one thing I want to touch on. I do believe that teams like Denmark and Kazakhstan belong in this tournament. Um, that ten and that the ten team format should stay, because right now I ha- I consider there to be six power teams in the in the World Juniors, and that being Russia, Canada, USA, Sweden, Finland, and the Czech Republic. All those teams are pretty good. Um, We've seen them each reach the quarter, uh, the semifinals, uh, and each of them are a threat every year, right? Um, and then there's the teams like Slovakia, Switzerland. I mean, though you might they might find themselves in the relegation round or bounced early in the quarterfinals, but every year they're pretty much almost every year consistently they're in the tournament. So then those last two teams that you see get blown out every once in a while, you do see them upset. I mean. Denmark did make the quarterfinals in 2015. Denmark has produced some decent hockey players, so, I mean, I don't know. I mean, but leaving them out and making that an 18 tournament, you can't have it so that it's just those eight teams every year. One team has to be relegated, one new team has to come in. So by doing that with eight teams, you're taking out a team that deserves to be in that tournament. 
in my opinion. They're up to that competition level, and they're just going to end up slapping the division one, uh, the second division world juniors every year. So, and it's always interesting to see these new teams. I mean, Germany's coming in next year. Dominic Bach is a very good player. I would love to see him in the world juniors. In an eight-team format, he's probably not going to get that opportunity. So I think stick to the 10 teams. We'll take the blowouts every once in a while. But I think right now they've got a good format going. So anyways, moving forward, game number two was a little bit interesting for Team Canada. I mean, Switzerland did give them a scare a bit in that first pre-tournament game when Di Pietro didn't have his strongest game, but I don't really blame him. He didn't get a lot of shots, and a lot of the ones that were coming towards him were decent chances and a lot of broken plays. So Ian Scott, in net for Canada, I think he played pretty well. He made that really key glove save. Neither of the goals I find to be his fault. He started off a little shaky with his puck playing, but I think that Ian Scott played pretty well for this team. I just wasn't too, too happy with um, how the power play in the special teams was. Special teams, on, on the penalty kill, they gave up two goals. That's a huge no-no. I mean, they didn't give up any against Denmark, but when you look at that Finland game, that Finland game, again, they gave up, they gave up two goals. You can't be giving up two goals every game on the penalty kill. Um, they, they took the same amount of penalties as Switzerland in this game, but I mean, some of them were just a little bit careless. I mean, that, la- that last Suzuki penalty, and not to knock Nick Suzuki, he had a great game. Uh, he even drew two. Uh, he, he drew a penalty. His line drew another one on top of that. I think that he played very well. He got an assist um, on that opening goal to Cody Glass. I think he's, been a, he's a fantastic player, and he's going to be a key part of this team. But that last penalty was pretty lazy. They gotta, they, I mean, penalties can bury you in this, in this tournament, and Canada's upcoming opponent will, knows that very, very well. Um, and that being because they... Almost lost to Switzerland in game number one because they took way too many penalties. And then last night against Russia, um, and then last night in the game against Switzerland, they took 16 minutes in penalties, killed their whole second period. And then last night against Russia, they took... Last night against Russia... The Czech Republic took 14 minutes in penalties. Again, they didn't get scored on those, but that just kills your momentum. It tires out your some of your the players that are playing penalty kill, and it really doesn't give you a chance to score on offense if you're playing on the penalty kill. It just wipes out that whole period of time during that game. So it's very key for teams in this tournament to be careful, be weary, don't take any edge off your game, but just be wary of where your stick is. You know that the, that the IIHF, they're way more strict than the North American style of calling penalties. So you, you really got to be weary of that when you're playing uh, because it can bury you in this tournament. Anyways, the power play, I, I, just, I would like to see a lot more movement on it, especially with Evan Bouchard. I mean, he's taking, he's got a good shot. But there's no movement to his game. Right now he's just posting up and taking a hard shot. It's going right in the goalie's chest or it's getting blocked every time. It's not creating any offense. I mean, that umbrella can be a decent idea. But when you're just stationary and taking shots, I don't think they're really creating enough good chances. And, I mean, you saw. I mean, Switzerland took 12 minutes in penalties. I don't. We didn't. I felt that we could have capitalized a lot more on that than what... 
than what they did. Than what they did. So guys that I think need to step up. I mean, Lafreniere and Valeno got benched in the third period. They did not see the ice at all. However, I don't think Lafreniere played that bad. I mean, that was kind of strange to me. Tim Hunter clearly has his guys that he likes. And then there's those guys that he just really does not like. I mean, I think I, there was an interview where he trashed Lafreniere. I mean, he's a 17-year-old, but I don't think he played that bad. He made a couple really good plays with the puck. He had a decent chance on net that kind of skipped on him in front, or else that would have been a nice goal right there. So if I'm Tim Hunter, I wouldn't count him out. I mean, I don't know what he wants him to, what else he wants him to do. I mean, throwing the body around is not his style of play. You knew that coming in. So... I mean, I don't expect to see much of Lafreniere in this coming game. I feel like there's going to be a little bit of a line switch coming up and that you're going to see him as the extra forward. But I, I mean, moving forward in the tournament, I really hope that's not the case. He's a very talented player. Um, anyways, so aside, so that's... So to recap, guys, that I think need to step up. Valeno, obviously, I mean, he's not doing enough, really, I don't think to warrant him to get more ice time. Lafreniere, I mean, just do what the coach wants kind of thing. Hopefully his talent will shine through and he won't be sitting on the bench as much anymore. And the special teams really need to step up as well. But on to some more positive things. Uh, guys that I really like to watch play so far, Cody Glass has been an absolute treat to watch. The way he dishes the puck and the way that he's been shooting the puck as well. I mean, he's been... Absolutely lights out from the start of uh, from the start of camp all the way through. He's been a very reliable player for to um, for Team Canada all the way through. I mean, you may see him as a pass first guy, but his last two seasons in WHL, thirty two goals and thirty seven. So he's still got a pretty deadly shot there. But he's a very good assist man, and he's been incredible for that top line. Also with Maxim Comtois, I really like the way that. Even though, even when he's not scoring, I think Comtois is still a very valuable asset for Team Canada. And that being because he throws the body out there. He's a great leader. He's always, you can see him always encouraging the other players. He plays the penalty kill. He plays the power play. There's a reason Tim Hunter played him 936. And there's a reason he wears the C for Canada. He played him 936 in the third period alone. And there's a reason he wears the C for Canada in this tournament. I've really liked the way he's played. Him, Cody Glass. Other line, the other lineman, Owen Tippett, has been pretty good. I mean, he hit the inside of the post, which is a little bit unlucky late in the game against Switzerland. Um, I wish he wasn't so trigger happy, but that's his style of game. We're going to keep seeing that. Um, I think he is due, though, for one more highlight real goal uh, in this tournament. I mean, he's got a fantastic shot. He's an incredible talent. The one thing that was a, knock, was a knock on him in his draft year was he doesn't see the game quite as well as you'd like a top 10 player to see the game uh, in terms of his, his smarts, the way he plays away from the puck. But I think Florida's going to be happy with him moving forward because he is an extremely talented player. Um, other players that I really liked were uh, Nick Suzuki. I mean, he... He had that assist on the Cody Glass goal. Now he played that fantastically. He had another, a couple other plays where he was passing the puck very well. And although, again, he, may seem, he also may seem like 
a pass-first kind of guy. Nick Suzuki's got a pretty good shot, and there's a reason that he's scored back-to-back 40-goal seasons in the in the OHL, and right now he's got 20 goals and 28. So watch him. I, I think he's going to surprise a goalie with a shot in this tournament, and it's going to be very soon. Um, hopefully he uh, gets more ice time in this game. I mean, I, I really didn't... I, I would have liked to have seen him out there more uh, in that game against Switzerland. He only got 14-12, but I mean, also in that third period when you're trying to defend a lead... Uh, he's he's a decent player, but I guess you want uh, different players out there for that occasion. Um, so that pretty much wraps up the first two games. So in summary, special teams needs to be better. Uh, Cody Glass has been awesome for for Canada, and I really wonder who. I really, very genuinely, very curious who suggested fire by Pitbull for that goal song. So anyways, moving forward to this Czech Republic game, um, what to expect? Leafs fans are going to be happy. Philip Kral has been getting a good amount of ice time for them. Um, he has been playing a bit of the power play for Czech Republic as well. So, I mean, hopefully a future Leaf um, might be in action uh, tonight. Uh, a future Leaf will be in action tonight. Um, but one big thing that is very striking when you're looking at this team is that they're very top heavy. They don't have much depth. And to counter the fact that they don't have much depth, they're playing Nakash, Kot, and Zadina a ton of minutes. Listen to this. Nakash has played almost 22-33 and 22-52 in the first two games. And Kot has played 22-09, 22-51. While Zadina's at 19-47 and 19-47. That's a crazy amount of time for a forward. And then their defense that they're relying on are number seven. I can't even, I'm not even going to pretend to know how to pronounce that name. Um, number 10, Jakob Galvis. He's, uh, he's been over 20 minutes in each game. 24-59 against Switzerland. Jeez. He's living on the ice. And 20-51 against Russia. Um, and then we've seen Philip Crawl around that 19, 20-minute mark. Um, but overall, I mean, I think they played Russia very evenly. Um, I think that if the Czech Republic can keep uh, can keep disciplined against Canada and they can take advantage of Canada's struggling penalty kill, that this could be an interesting game for them. Another big key for Czech Republic this year that I forgot to mention is that their goaltending is finally something. I mean, we saw last year, I'm going to pull it up, but the... The goaltending for the Czech Republic was horrendous. I mean, listen to the save percentage for both of these goalies. Skarich is returning this year. He is yet to play. But Josef Kornash played six games, 4.49 goals against, 879 save percentage. Skarich, 5.19 goals against average, 848 save percentage. I mean, just, he was, I, I remember Skarich was just not, good enough last year but this year Dostal through the first two games 151 with a 946 save percentage he was very good against Russia he was the main reason that they won against Switzerland and he could give Canada a run for their money Um, the only thing that I know about him he's a third round pick to the Anaheim Ducks he's a bit of a smaller goalie but he moves very well so maybe if I mean you got to get some movement in there and you got to get the puck up 
and over his shoulder uh, because he's not going to be able to cover that upper part. Neither does Michael DiPietro, who's getting the start tonight. But that's going to be, I think that's going to be the key for Canada getting to Lucas Dostal early and often, which he should be the starter. I mean, he's played two very good games so far. I don't see why they would go to Skerich in this game. So that's what I, I, those are my thoughts on this game. Uh, stay out of the box. That's going to be extremely key. And you got to match up well and you got to play hard every shift because they're going to be throwing out their first line almost every time. And those times that they don't throw out their first line, they throw out those weaker players. I mean, Canada's got some good, good depth their team. I think they could really capitalize on it. So special teams is going to need to be better in this game. Um, you can't take outside shots. You're not going to beat this goaltender on this one, just as you didn't beat Schmid in that game against Switzerland. Um, and Leafs fans, get ready to see Philip Kral in action. That's going to be nice to see. I haven't seen him much this year. Um, I did know a little bit about him when we drafted him. Uh, so, and that's all, those are all my thoughts for today. Um, I'll be back again to hopefully tomorrow to discuss my thoughts on the Czech Republic game and the upcoming Russia game on New Year's. Thank you.